Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Desire your prayers here tonight, if you will. Uh, listened to a message a couple of weeks ago, or a week ago or so, and he mentioned something, and that, that, that he mentioned has just stuck with me completely, and I have not been able to get it out of my mind, out of my thought. So the Lord. Give me the liberty to, to research that, to go into it a little bit and kind of research it on my own and figure out kind of a little bit more about it. And the more and more I dug into it, the more and more I found out, the more and more that I found that the Lord was talking to us about those things. And I believe with all my heart that the Lord wants me to share that with you tonight. So if you will, you've got your Bibles tonight. Open up to the chapter 12 of the book of Acts is where we're going to start at this evening. I've got a few places we'll probably jump around a little bit. We'll just try to be obedient to the Lord, whatever the Lord wants here tonight. And that's chapter 12 of the book of Acts, and we'll start reading in verse 1. It says, in verse 1, it says, Now about the time that Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex the certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he thought pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then they were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended them, he put them in prison and delivered them unto four contentions of the soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. But Peter therefore kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And verse 6 it said, And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with the two chains and the keepers before the door, and kept in prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him, saying, Rise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind thy sandals. And he did so. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And when he went out and followed him and wist that now it was, it was true which was done by the angel, though he, th- he thought it was a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they come into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened unto them and of his own accord. And they went through and passed out on one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And Peter was come to himself. He said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angels, and he hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to stand tonight. Dear Lord, we pray that you just take your word, Lord, use it. Dear Lord, multiply, Lord, whatever you see fit, Lord, here tonight, dear Lord. Lord, help us just to be the mouthpiece, dear Lord, Lord, just to get us out of the way, Lord, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will just fall, dear Lord, Lord, that you just help us, Lord, in all that we do, Lord, Lord, that you know the needs, Lord, you know the, the hearts of the people here tonight, dear Lord, Lord, you just pray that you just go before us, Lord, lead us, guide us, direct us, Lord, in all these things that we do, Lord, it's in your mighty, holy name we pray, amen. Amen. And there's one verse there that kind of caught my eye more than, more than it ever really has before. And I guess it's kind of the time that we live in and how we see our church world, the things that are going on in our church world today. And it's verse 5, it says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church of God for him. Mm. See, the church prayed for him. He was bound. He was in prison. He had been shackled down because of what he was doing. And you can go back and read throughout the book of Acts of all that Peter was doing, of all the good, about how he was going out preaching the Word of God and doing all the good things. Hey, and they didn't like that. They didn't like what he was doing. So they said, and they killed James. They said, hey, we made a spectacle of him. We're going to do the same thing to you. And, they, and the, the people knew that that was, that was what was going to happen to Peter. They, they feared his friends and disciples saw that he was over, that it was it, that they weren't going to see him no more. But ain't you good? That ain't good to know that the church 
took a burden for Peter. The church said, hey, we want to see God move on his behalf. And they started crying out to God on his behalf. Hey, ain't you glad for the times the church has cried out on your behalf? And the times where you've been in trouble, the times where you've been in a desperate need, and the church has cried out for you. The church has done everything that they could do to get you where you needed, to get you out of that prison, to help to deliver you in that shape. Hey, we've seen it here just the past little bit. There's one sitting beside Lydia. There's one sitting in the back. Hey, the prayers have been made for people. And they, they have been delivered out of those prisons. So we take, it, we take those things lightly oftentimes. And we don't, we don't burden ourselves enough with that. We don't take to heart what God can really do when we humble ourselves and seek His face. When we really start praying, we know that God can move. Again, it may not be in all the other churches like it is here, but we have seen things take place here in the past couple of months, here in the past six, seven months. There's things taking place in our church. And you know why I believe that? Because there's people here that desire to serve God. There's people here that want to call out on God, that want to call out to God. Hey, I was one of those that took years and years and years. But do you know what I know about that? There was people day in and day out crying out to God on my behalf saying, hey, would you please save that no good for nothing? Would you please save him out of the hell holes that he's in? Would you please save him from the life that he's living? And you know what God eventually did? He saved me. He heard those prayers of the church people. He heard the prayers of the righteous and sent a day where he convicted me and said, this is it. One way or another, this is it. You're either going to accept me or you're not, or you're going to be doomed to hell forever. I'm glad that my church, I'm glad that the church that I grew up, I'm glad that people pray for me. Hey, not not just when I was lost, not just when I was in trouble. Hey, there's times now that I need prayer. There's times now that I can call. And and ain't it a blessing to know and you know, I don't know everywhere else out there. I know what we have here. I know what's inside these four. I know the love that we feel inside this place. I know the sincerity that if I call somebody, there ain't nobody in here that I can look at and say, hey, if I call you, you ain't going to pray for me. I can look back and I can say, I can call on you that sit in the front pew. I can call on you that sit in the back pew. And I believe that you're going to do your dead other best to pray for me. Hey, and that's where we got to get to those that are not here tonight. That's why we got to start crying out. Hey, Tommy's been on it for months now. There's people not here that need to be here. There's members in that number that are not here that they've chose to go out and do other things. They're in prison. Satan's got them bound down with all these other things. Hey, but do you know what? If we pray hard enough, if we get sincere enough, if we'll listen to God and do exactly what God would bid us to do, that He will hear our prayers and He will open those chains. He will open those gates. He'll send them back in here and they will get right with God. Hey, they ain't praying for their self right now. Just be honest with you. Hey, I've been in that shape. I've been in the spot where I've backslid on God. Hey, I didn't want nobody praying for me. I didn't want to pray for myself because I knew that I was wrong. I knew the shape that I was in. I knew that I had to repent in order to get things right. But it broke my heart sometimes when somebody would just walk by and say, Hey, brother, I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. See, there's power in that. Especially for a Christian to know, hey, I know I'm not living right. I know I'm not doing the things right. But you know, there's people out praying for me. They're convicting me of that. Hey, we've heard story on upon story upon story of time after time where people have not living right for God, but then they run into somebody and says, hey, brother, I love you. I'm praying for you. 
We underestimate what prayer really does oftentimes. Hey, that's our greatest weapon. That's the greatest thing other than the Holy Spirit that we have left here is that I can call out on my God. I said, I mentioned it there. His ear's not too heavy that he can't hear it. He wants to hear from us. He wants to hear our need. Hey, he wants us to back it on those that are not here. He wants us to cry out on their behalf. But somebody has to. He don't want them out there in the shape that they're in. He don't, now don't get me wrong. He can deal with them. He don't have to have me. But He wants you. He wants you to call out. He wants you to have that burden for your brother and your sister. Hey, the Lord said that's the second greatest commandment is to love the neighbors yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. And the second is to love your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you're going to be concerned about what state they're living in. They're going to, you're going to be concerned about what they're doing and why they're not here in the house of God. Hey, people look at that often and say, hey, you just want to judge me. You want to judge me for not coming. That's exactly the farthest thing from our minds. Hey, we are praying for you because we love you. We want you to get things right. We're desiring you to see things fixed up in your life because we know the goodness of those things. We know what it's like to walk hand in hand with God. You know, and it was, I heard Brother Tim Martin one time in a revival say, I can't always stay in the center of God's will because if I did, it'd kill me. But every now and then I get to pass right through the center of it. And I get to feel exactly His presence just surrounding me, just engulfing me. Hey, and I long for that. I long for that as a Christian and because there's no other feeling like that feeling when you're right where God would have you to be, doing exactly what God would have you to do, walking the way, talking the way. Hey, and I know that it's hard out here, out there sometimes. I know that the world that we face don't want to hear nothing that we have to say. They can care less about what we have to say. But you know that there's a body of Christians out there that have turned their back on God, that have shut their Bible, that ain't reading, that ain't praying, that ain't calling out to God. Hey, we need to call out on their behalf. We need to be doing the bidding for them. We need to be asking God every day, every hour, every time that we get out. And I'm not talking just every few few minutes. I'm not talking about just some vain little prayer that you say every single day. Lord, please save my family. Lord, please do that. Don't get me wrong. Those things are right. But I'm talking about humbling yourself down, getting broken hearted, getting sincere with what's going on in your family. Because, hey, I've got family tonight that claim to be saved. But they're out in the world living like hell itself, doing everything that the world has to offer. And I know as a, if they've truly been born again that God's not happy with that. Right. Right. I've also got family that if the Lord stepped out on the clouds tonight, that they would lift their eyes in hell. I ought to be on my face day in and day out, time after time, crying out on their behalf, saying, God, please. Please save my people. Please send a message. Please send your conviction. Please send whatever you need to get to them. That way they can know you. Right. Again, I believe that we're doing that. I believe that this church is calling out on people's behalf. I believe that we're begging God on behalf of people. Because I've seen it work with my very own eyes. People say, well, how do you know those things? Well, how do you know your prayers are being Because I've seen them before my very eyes. I see things take place that I have never seen take place before. I'm seeing people come back to God. I'm seeing people get closer to God. I'm seeing people be healed. I'm seeing all the... Because as people are calling out to God sincerely on their behalf. We have to be concerned with what's going on out there. We have to be concerned. Hey, if we're not concerned at what the shape that they're living in, they're not concerned. No, don't get me wrong. If they've been born again, they know. They know how they're living. They know that they're not living right. But they need me and you. 
They need me and you to pray for them. They need me and you to call out on their behalf and say, God, please move on them. Lord, if it takes you, we heard the message months ago, if it takes you setting their field on fire, get them back to where you need them to be. That's a hard prayer to pray. But we have to we have to be ready to act for whatever God wants to do. However God wants to get them back, we have to be willing to accept that. All we need to do is be worried about praying for them. God, if they belong to God, He knows what it's going to take. He knows how to get a hold of them. He knows what's going to take it to break them. Hey, I've been in that shape. But I also know that there's people been praying for me. I sat, I sat back, sit on a pew for months and months and months. Come to church every time that the doors were open. Come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, and just backslid on God. But you know what? There was people praying for me. Time in and time. And I knew that and it broke my heart because I knew that I wasn't living right. And I just wouldn't give it to God. We have to get sincere with Hey, we've heard for months and years now that this is it. Don't know how much longer we got. This is it. Christ could step out on our clouds any minute. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that He could come? Hey, we have to look at the things that's taking place. There's nothing that we're waiting on. But do we sincerely believe that with all of our heart? I would say most of us here tonight would say, Hey, I plan on waking up tomorrow. Most of us probably going to work or doing whatever we want to do around the house. We may have plans for tomorrow. That may not ever even happen. This may be it. You may not wake up in the morning. You may not lift your eyes another day. I ought to be giving my dead level best, everything that I have, to God, begging on somebody's behalf. Again, and I can't do it. God can do it. But if enough people start crying out, and enough people start hollering out to God, saying, God, you please, you got to save them. God, you got to move on their behalf. God, do whatever it takes to get their attention. He's going to start doing that. And again, he said, how do you know? How can you prove it? We've seen it. We've seen it in our congregation. We've seen it in the revivals that took place. Not just in Red. We've seen it in the revival in Harmony. You know what? It's been almost a year now. Tommy tells you the story about how that he went to bed one night praying, God, for help. I need help. That was right before the Harmony Revival. If you remember that. That was right before the Harmony Revival. God sent him the scripture of Isaiah and said, I'll help you, I'll strengthen you. Do you know God used that same exact scripture? God used that same exact thing to help me. See, a year ago, I was in a bad spot. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know where I belonged. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And in that harmony revival, I hit the altar. And I said, God, I need help. I need you to show me what you want me to do. I need you to lead me and tell me exactly because I'll do what you ask me to do. But I cried out on behalf. I needed help for myself. And you know what, Brother Tommy met me as soon as the service was over and said, hey, I need you to read something. And he opened up that scripture that was sent to him and said, I will help you. And that was my answer. That I knew exactly right then what I had to do. See, so God can hear even the same. God will help even us that are needing help right here tonight. All we got to do is just be humble and ask Him for it. Yeah. He's took me 
in a year. And again, I, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying nothing about myself because I mess up. I fall and I fall short every single day. But I feel like the Lord has took me in a year and put me places that I could never imagine that I've been to. He's done things with me in the past year that I never would have imagined in my life that He would be doing with me. Even after He called me to preach, there's things... There have been times where I ain't seen you people for three or four weeks in a row. And that's okay. Because God knows what He's doing with that. But see, I had to get to a spot where I said, God, I need to help. I need to know what you want me to do here. And immediately, He sent the help. Now, it don't always come immediately, but if it's in a desperate situation, a desperate need, most of the time He's going to show you exactly what you need and when you need it and how you need it. He didn't leave me no room for error. He showed me exactly what I needed. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, again, I'm thankful for this place. I'm thankful that the prayers that go on here, that I've seen things happen, I've, I've witnessed things that I've not ever in my Christian life seen before. And I know that I'm young to this. And I know that some of you elders have seen, seen a lot more than I probably ever will see. And I want to get back to that. Yeah. I want us to get back to where God's the most important thing in our country. Yeah. I want to see where God's called out. Where we're calling out to God for every decision that we make from the top of the chain to the bottom of the chain. I want God to be exalted. I want God to be served more than anything else. But we have to pray about those things. Amen. And again, you can see those things even in our government taking place. There's even things in our government going on that's kind of reversing. There's things going on that, hey, five years ago, abortion was okay. It was okay to do all those things. Look where we're at now. They're trying to ban it. They've outlawed it. and There's still certain ways around those things. But hey, we're making progress in that. We can't back up, man. we got to just keep pushing forward yeah. in all of these things, in every circumstances that we make. Yeah. You think of, you know, and we oftentimes we leave it up to the pastor. We always think, hey, he's, he's got this. He'll take care of this. Yeah. Or the church member or the deacon or the song. Hey, the Bible tells me that there's many members, but one body. There's one body. We all make up the membership. We all make up the body of Christ. We all are different members. Hey, some of us can teach. Some of us can preach. Some of us can sing. Some of us can pray. Some of us just sit on a pew and raise our hands. But it takes every single one of us to be able to do that because we're one body. So there ain't none greater, there ain't none small. Hey, we're in this together. Just because I'm standing here behind the pulpit and I don't mean that I have any any greater thing than you do. We are in this together. And if we will realize that we can, the things that we can do, that God can do through us when we start praying. I mean, it's amazing to sit back and think of. I mean, I know I keep harping on, but the things that I've seen in my life in the past six, seven months that God has done. And I believe that that's just the tip of the iceberg of what He wants to do. Hey, it's a Wednesday night, and we've got a pretty good number here for a Wednesday night. But do you know what I'm praying for God for? I want more here on Wednesday night. We've got a bigger number on Sunday morning. Where are they at tonight? They ought to be here tonight just as well. And don't get me wrong, I understand things come up. I understand things happen. Hey, we are to desire to be in God's house. We Christian people, we want to see things take place. We want to 
want to see people get saved. We want to see people turn their life back over to the Lord. And we have to be committed unto that. And and again, I don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to harp on anybody. I know things happen. I know people have jobs. But if you are able to, you ought to be here Wednesday night. You ought to be here Sunday night. You ought to be here on Monday night when the women meet to pray. You ought to be over at Harmony on Monday night when the men meet to pray. And again, I know that it ain't always feasible. It can't always happen. But if we'll take the time and we'll put God in the forefront of everything, He's going to notice that. He's going to take realization that, hey, these people are sincere about what they're doing. These people want to see something happen. When you see somebody get tired, when you see somebody starting to get getting drugged down, getting burdened, go back and read about all Moses. When they was in the war, and the only way that the Christian people were able to overcome was when Aaron and Hur stood beside him and raised his hands. When his hands went down, they were losing. But when his hands come up, they were winning. Hey, we need to hold each other up. Hey, when you see me fall, you come to me. You hold me up, and I'll try my best to do the same for you. Because that's what this body is for. That's what we church people are for, is for one another. We're to be that light just to one another as we are to the world out there. There's times where it gets tiresome. There's times where I face devils throughout the week, and by Wednesday night I'm ready to get here, and I'm just ready to quit. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm ready to... It's just been one thing right after another. But you know, when I come and make a valiant effort anyways to worship God, He usually meets me here. He usually picks me up and He usually gives me enough strength to get me back throughout the week. I have to have this. Those people that are out there that don't that don't that are Christians, they need this. That's the only way that they're going to get things fixed up with God. That's the only way that they're going to be able to overcome the enemy that's got them consumed, that's got them bound down, that's got them convinced that they don't need to come to church on Wednesday night. The only way they're going to overcome that is getting right with God. And if we will pray hard enough. And sincere enough. Again, I'm not just saying you go home tonight and you say five little words before you go to bed. I'm talking about crying out to God. Getting sincere with what's going on. Getting sincere about our church. Hey, we're praying for revival. And I believe we're pretty close on the brink of it. I believe that. But maybe maybe God's waiting on somebody to come back. Maybe God's waiting on something before He sends revival. I don't know. That's that's, That's not up to me. But if I'll pray about those things, all, the Bible says in all things be in prayer. It don't matter how big or how small or how silly you may think it is. You know you could ask God about it. But we have to be willing to cry out on behalf of those that are out there. I can go back and the scripture that the man shared in the message that I heard, he's talking about Abraham and Sodom. Abraham said, Lord, I've got one down there. I'm just paraphrasing. So he said, i got one down there that's in sin. That's like sin and camping. That's like sin take him over. Hey, are you going to destroy everything? Because he's down there. He said, Lord, if you find 50, if you find 50 righteous, will you, will you save them? Will you let it go? Lord said, yeah, if I can find 50 righteous, I won't destroy the city. Abraham keeps going. He goes, 45, 40. 35, 30, goes all the way down to 10. I said, yeah, if you can find 10 righteous people there, I won't, I won't, I won't destroy it. 
couldn't find ten righteous people there. But do you know what? Lot was still delivered in that situation because Abraham made intercession for him. Abraham said, hey, Lord, please, I've got one down there that's in trouble. I've got one down there that needs help. I'm begging you to spare his life. I'm begging you to spare him. Let him come out. Hey, that's exactly what we need to be doing to our loved to our friends, our family that have left everything out there, that have forsaken God and are living in the world. Cry out to God, please give them another opportunity. Please let them come back. Please do everything that you can do to get them back to you. Amen. If we'll get sincere about those things, God will move. First yeah. John 5 and 13 says, These things have I written to you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God, and that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have with Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Anything according to His will. Now, if I go off and I start venturing out on myself and want to ask these things for my own lust, for my own will, He ain't going to listen to that. But He says, anything according to His will, He will hear us. The Bible also tells us that it's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to the repentance. Yeah. So that tells me that if we'll start crying out to those that are lost, if we'll start crying out on their behalf, that God will hear that, and He will deal, and He'll show them that they're lost, He'll show them that the condition that they're in, He'll show them that they need Him. Yeah. What he, whatsoever we ask, we know that he, we, we have the petitions that we desire of Him. If any man see his brother a sin of sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them. That is not sin unto death. There is a sin unto death that I do not say that he shall pray for me. We have the right, we have the ability to call out when we see our brother in sin. When we see our, you know, you got to do it in love. You got to be careful how you do all those things. Don't get me wrong, you can't just go out there and start bashing people over the head and tell them how wrong they are and what that they need to do. And all. You just tell them that God loves them, that you're praying for them, and God will take care of the rest of those things. Right. You start telling people how no good they are and what they need to do, that hey, you ain't going to win nobody back to the Lord because they don't nobody want to hear that. They don't know what shape they're in. They don't know the life that they're living. They don't need you to tell them that. You love them and give them to God. Right. James 5 and 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. Pray one for another. That you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And you know what? I looked up that word fervent just to kind of have an idea of what it means. I had an idea, but one of the definitions was persistence. Persistently keep praying for that. Persistently keep praying for those things. Hey, don't just pray about it today and leave it tomorrow. Keep praying for those that are out there. Keep praying for those that ain't living right. Keep praying for those that are lost. Hey, and one day he says that he'll hear that. I don't know, but that excites me. It excites me to know that somebody like me has a right to call on a father in heaven. And he hears me. There's often times where it amazes me. I can, it can just be some simple little thing that I'll be asking God for. And it ain't very long. And it's right in front of my face. And God says, see, I love you. Something little. So if we're praying for something little that He's doing for us, imagine what He can do for the world out there if we will sincerely pray and sincerely do what He's asking us to do. 
I know that it get, I know that the world gets hard. I know that it gets busted. I know that there's things out there that that try every day to tear us down. That try to steal our joy. That try to rob our prayer life. But again, when we start feeling those things, all we have to do is just call out to God, and He's there. I listened to a message the other day from Brother Mays Jackson. He was talking I'm on, I'm about believing what God can do. See, when we pray, we got to believe. What, that God's going to do what we're asking Him to do. And he referenced Matthew 18, 19, where it says, Any two come together, touch and agree on one thing that the Lord shall do it. Well, he said he was in revival. And he said he, he had traveled all night and he'd come home, he'd got to this revival, or all day and got to this revival, and said there's a little boy and a mom walked up to the altar after the service that he was just streaming tears, crying his eyes out, and said, He tried to get Brother Mason's attention. And mom said, Leave him alone. He's been traveling all day long. Don't worry about messing with him. And he said, he looked over to the little boy and said, Honey, it's fine. Will you let him come? What, son, what's wrong with you? He said, Brother Mace, he said, I ain't seen my daddy since I was 18 months old. He said, he left me and my mama when I was 18 months old. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know what he talks like. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know any of those things. He said, but Brother Mace, you was preaching on Matthew 18 and 19. He said, if any two of us will come together, agreeing and touching. He said, and believing. He said, I believe that those things could happen. He said, you're right, son. He said, that's what the Word of God says. He said, so they, he grabbed that young man by the hand and they prayed. And they said, by Sunday, this was on a Monday. He said, by Sunday, we're going to hear from your daddy. Again, that's a big ask. Yeah. Now, 18 months and the kid was nine years old. He hadn't seen his daddy in that long. Didn't know what he looked like, know who he was or anything. But the kid, he said, by the end of the, throughout the week, he said, every night, the kid was coming up to the altar after service. Brother Mace, a couple more days. Couple more days, Matthew 18, 19. Matthew 18, 19. The kid believed what was going to happen. He was, he was expecting God to move. Brother May said, when I went home, he said, I started praying. He said, Lord, if you don't do something, you've got me and you both in a heap of trouble. He said, because this little boy is expecting you to do something. Yep. He said, so we go on, keep going. He said, about Wednesday, he said, the little boy sitting in the back of the church. He said, by this time, I'm getting annoyed with the little boy. He said, he's just persistent right at me. He said, I'm sitting back there, I'm sitting up there preaching. He said, the little boy's just sitting there waving at me. He said, the whole service, he's just waving. He said, you ever tried to preach with somebody just waving at you the whole time? He said, it's a little distracting. He said, I kept, he kept going. He said, a couple nights later, he said, the little boy's sitting back there and holding his Bible up, pointing to the Bible in the air. Saying, God, I know what you're going to do. I'm believing you. Come Saturday night. Little boy hadn't heard nothing from his daddy. Mace said, I went home, didn't think nothing about it. He said, I went home, or went back to the, the hotel where I was staying. He said, the phone rung at midnight. He said, the preacher of that church called me and said, Brother Mays, get up, get dressed. I'm coming to get you. I'll be there in 15 minutes. Mays said, didn't your congregation get enough? I was just there 30, 45 minutes, or a couple hours ago. Didn't you get enough? He said, Mays, I'm, need, I'm needing you to be serious right now. Get dressed. I'm coming to get you. He said they walked, they, he said it was about 15, 20 minutes, and he pulled up, put him in the car, said he was just squalling. said the pastor was just squalling. said he wouldn't tell him what was going on. He said, I kept asking, what's going on? He said, just wait, Brother Mays, I want you to see for yourself. I want you to see for yourself what's going on. He said, we pulled up to the church. He said, every lot in the parking lot, every lot in the church building was on. He said, you could hear shouting from outside on the car, on the sidewalk. He said, so I hurried and I rushed in to, know, to figure out what was going on. And he said, that little boy was on the altar, crying his eyes out. And he said, Mama was running back and forth, shouting the house down. He said, I got up there beside the little boy and I noticed. I said, son, what's wrong? He said, 
9 o'clock tonight when we got home from service, my daddy called me, said I got saved in a church meeting and said I'm sorry that I did you and the mom, your mom the way that I did. I'm coming home. I want to make things right. And that little boy's life was changed forever because Matthew 18, 19, they believed and they asked God to do something. Yeah. It didn't happen that day or very next night. It didn't happen two or three nights, but it happened in the time that they asked God to do it. That tore my heart out. Knowing that my God is able to do those type of things. And I'm not saying tonight, I'm not telling you tonight that you come up here and you say, Lord, I need you to do this by this time. or That's that's not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you that if you'll start praying for things and you agree to believe what God's going to do and you'll take that to heart, that God will answer those prayers in His time. That was powerful to me. That little boy's life said that that little boy grew up, but now that little boy is a preacher himself. Telling that same story all over the world because God was faithful to save his daddy and have him calling. Yeah. You think of that in like how hard would that be just inside of it, just in itself? I ain't seen him in 18 or ever how long since he was 18 months old and he was nine years old. Don't know if he still lived in the same place. Don't know if they still had the same address. Didn't know his mama's phone number. Didn't know if he had a phone number. But you know, God was able to make all those things line just right up to what he needed it to do. My God can do those type of things. That's the God I was talking about when we opened service here tonight. My God can do those type of things. There's others out there that can't do that stuff. There's others out there that will promise you the world, but they'll never deliver it. There's others out there that will promise you peace, but they can't ever deliver it. Mine can deliver those type of things. I have to believe Him. But I have to ask. If I don't ask... Why, why is he ain't going to just read my mind? He can. He can read my mind. But he wants me to ask sometimes. He wants me to ask for things that I need. He wants me to cry out on behalf of those that are out there that are lost, that are dying and going to hell. He wants us to cry out tonight to those that are not here on Wednesday night. He wants us to cry out to those that have laid their cross down and that are dragging it through the mud. He wants us to cry out on their behalf. Because if we, we, we can read that, it says, and again, I'll read Matthew 18, 19, 10, and it says, and again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask of it, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Yeah. And again, we'll go back to John there, 1 John 5, says, hey, it's got to be His will. It's got to be in His will. You can't just come up here and say, Lord, let's, let's hold hands. I need a new Cadillac, Lord. That's not how that works. But if you'll agree that we'll pray for these people that have turned their back on God, if we'll agree to pray for those that are lost, if we'll agree to pray for revival like we've never seen before, I believe God, I believe those things line up with God's will. I believe those things line up with God wanting to get people back in line and wanting to get things right in their life. And I believe that He will hear those prayers. Now, He may not answer it in my time. He may not answer it when I want Him to. But it says He will. Yeah. Amen. He will eventually answer it. There's prayers that I'm praying right now that I may not see. I may be dead and gone before I see some of the prayers that I'm praying for. I hope I'm not, but I may be. But I believe 
that God's going to do what I'm asking Him to do. I believe that God can deliver the things that I'm asking Him to deliver. Why? Because my God's not asleep. My God's not dead. My God is alive and able to do those things. And I, and I have to believe that. If I don't believe what I'm praying, there ain't no need me in praying. And don't get me wrong. You pray. We need to pray. Even when it's hard yeah. to pray, 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 pray. Yeah. But if you'll start believing what we're praying about, if we'll start believing that God's going to move in our families, going to move in our church, and we'll agree to pray with these things together, I believe that God's going to work a mighty work in our yeah. church. Amen. I believe that God's going to have, I believe that God can send a revival like ain't been seen since the times of Acts. Yeah. I believe we could see souls upon souls saved because there's that many people out there that's lost in the world. Yeah. And you know, they're searching for something. They're trying everything in the world to fill the void in their heart. They're trying everything that they can do to fill that void. They're trying everything in the world to get peace within. The only peace that they're ever going to get is when they come to know God. That's right. Amen. So I ask you not. I ask you if you'll come and get a song. I'm coming to a close. Pray, church. Pray. It's one of our greatest weapons, one of our greatest tools that we have that we can call on our God in heaven. And He hears us. He hears His people. Maybe you're here tonight and you've got somebody that you need to pray for. Hey, I know you can pray for them there. I know you can pray for them at home. But maybe God's telling you to pray for them now. Hey, that's something that I've found in my lifetime that if I don't pray when God says pray... It don't do me no good to pray. That all those things just go on. So if you've got somebody you need to pray for, come pray for them. If you're sitting here tonight and you may be that one that people have been praying for, time in and time out, that God for God to deal with their heart. Maybe that's you tonight. If you're here lost tonight, there's no better time than now to come to the Lord. There's no better time than now to come get saved. Hey, all you got to do is just call upon him. If he's dealing with you, all you have to do is call upon his name. He'll do the rest. Yeah. He'll show you what to do. He'll, he'll lead you and guide you tonight. But I ask you tonight, church, if you've got a need or there's somebody you're burdened about, the Lord's telling you that you need to come, don't sit there. Come. As they sing, and everyone stands tonight, please.